Bonjour, my frères and sisters, on this, our Sikon Sitchim episode of the Bonjour Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine matu aprem iji swahu nui. Man, I'm terrible at French. As we discussing the game of life, as we discussing, wow, train wreck, as we continue discussing the game of life amidst... The other games we love to watch and play. I am one of your hosts who is just a garbage truck on fire, the Brazilian mountaineer and linguist, apparently, Lucas Hamswisher. Also with me, the judge, the jury, the executioner of fake news, spoilers, and Long John Silver's Patrick Novacell. Me llamo Gusta. That was fluent uh, French. Chinese. My name is um, <laughs> In addition to him... <laughs> In addition to him, our volleyball and beast of the East who can make you laugh or derail our podcast, kind of like I just did, in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hi. And our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his old stomacho, and Apex Legends in front of his eyes most of the time, Mark Aboucher. Lucas, you never cease to amaze me at the fact of just how many French words you seem to create. <laughs> Every time you try <laughs> yeah. to speak French. <laughs> and you know, I try so hard. I listen to it over and over again, and then I, I spell it out phonetically so that I don't screw it up, and I seem to screw it up more. And I and think one of these times I should let you do it in French, because it'll, it'll sound like a million times better. I'm good. I'm good with that. Okay. We'll, we'll coordinate. It'll be a surprise. We'll, we'll talk okay. later. We'll do lunch. Sounds good. Uh, folks, if this is your first time joining us, Welcome. We do have cookies, and when we figure out how to share them in podcast format, you will be the first to know. Uh, also, if this is not your first time joining us, since you already know what you're getting yourself into, why not give us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, iTunes Podcast, whatever it's called. And if you have already, thank you so much. And find that old family or friend's device and do the same thing. Because right now we are sitting pretty at 31, but once we hit 35 of them, Patrick is going to do something a crazy or a something, uh, I don't know, Patrick, what are you going to do? Maybe we should weird. whet their appetite. Something weird? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so remember, I, don't I, about that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just want to clarify something. You just asked people to write us a review right after you lied to them about having cookies. Shoot. Is that right? You know what? I think oh, Pat no. Patrick can edit that out, so it'll be good. I'll take care of it. I mean... We do have cookies, and I said when we figure out how to share it in podcast format, Who's we will. We? Yeah, what do you mean we? Do you I have don't. cookies right next to you? You don't have cookies? You, mm. I'm sorry about your luck. Hold on. Nope. L- let me check. I have laptop speakers. Do you really mm. have cookies? If you have one, show it to us. I, I do not. In fact, I do not have cookies. I, was, I uh, ate it I right before we started recording. <laughs> right before we started recording, I how ate it. How dare you? How convenient. How convenient. Jinx. It is. I have Shotgun. Brazilian. I have Brazilian Oreos in my cupboards called Negrescos. Negrescos. You have cookies in multiple it's, cupboards. It's French for Oreo. Yeah, multiple cupboards. You, cupboards. You only have one cupboard. Well, you said cookies in your cupboards, so that means you have cookies all over the place. Well, I like to put them in every cupboard so that when I'm putting dishes away, I always find a cookie and I eat it. And, it and they're not even happy. in the package. They're just random. That's why you like everywhere. doing dishes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. You got it. Oh, man. So, Patrick, since you're going to do something weird eventually, why don't yeah. you tell us actually what's been happening that's not been weird or good, or maybe it's been good. Maybe it's I'll been tell you what's too. not been happening. Tell us. I have a little bit of a, what was that, Soldalgi? Soldalgi? Saudaji. There it is. Saudaji. Yeah, I had a little bit of Saudaji this past week. Did you? Uh, because we haven't played uh, any games, any co-op games in quite some time. And we were supposed to play a little bit on Thursday you night. You know what? And Ooh. then I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And now the longing is even more because you bowed out on Thursday night. Now, you I did. I reinstalled <laughs> Lara Croft. <laughs> and then you didn't show that up classic i know but I, I did send you a message it's not like i just left you hanging is that the equivalent of i waited at the restaurant for one hour <laughs> i drank the wine all by myself the bottle was gone patrick Jeez. don't give up on me i had to man. blow out the candle this week i have a good feeling about it we're gonna we're, uh, we're gonna take down the egyptians with Lord croft and then we're gonna find something even funner to play so Better make sure Patrick's willing to give you another chance first. Mm. I, I have faith he is. He's a good man. Know, man. Yeah. That's one of my crazy things. I'm going to not play games with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's do it before we get the 35 reviews because it'll still work. Okay. Um, all right, so yeah, this past week uh, I saw I went and saw the movie Joker. And have you, guys, have you guys seen that yet? I've heard oh. a lot about it. I have not oh seen it. Oh my gosh! And I already okay, read. So the, I, I already read the Wikipedia story, so I'm good. We can talk about did. it. Did you? It, it is. <laughs> it is uh, very, very dark. Yeah. It is not for kids at all. At all. Like anybody under the age of 17 should not see this. If you are not in the right frame of mind, you should not see this. Yeah, because Batman dies. I heard that. Yeah, that's the story of how Batman dies. Yep. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can continue. But, uh, Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> Trying to derail so this things. Is the, this is, it's an origin story with, jo- with Joker. And Joaquin Phoenix plays a crazy, like, mentally ill person. And he does it so, so well. Uh, the, the movie was about two hours long. And I was either, uh, my, draw, my jaw was either open or my hands were over my mouth because of the things that were happening in this movie uh you could hear a pin drop in the movie nobody was talking i think i laughed once at something stupid in the movie uh and i was the only one that laughed other than that the movie was entirely silent um it was so dark it was serious it was not a comedy like i watched the movie and i don't think that I probably will ever see this movie again. Because wow. it's not like a movie you can just like throw on hmm. because of how like serious and uh, psychologically, I don't know, uh, messes you up a little bit. Like it's pretty heavy? It's, not, it's super heavy. Like, if, like I can throw on an Avengers movie or a Marvel movie and you know you can throw it on, you can go about your day, you can catch it. But this movie, you have to be in a, in a, the right frame of mind. It's kind of like um, kind of like Quentin Tarantino movies, where you watch them and then you're just like, "Wow, I can't believe it's been three hours!" And you're like, "Wow, I I, I could watch more of this." Uh, this movie, after it ended, I'm like, "Wow, that was it, it was quick," uh, but I don't think I could watch any more of it because it was just oh, it was so like hmm. it was dark and it messes with your mind a little bit and. 
So my wife, she's like, I'm not going to see this. I don't want to see it. And I saw it for her. I told I told her that I, I showed I uh, showed her a clip of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's laugh, and she turns to me. She's like, "You you kind of sound like that when you laugh." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I don't and know. That's like, a good and sign. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was really good. Um, it was. I, I don't know if I could say it was he was the best Joker because everyone has their interpretation, uh, but it is up there with the Heath Ledger Joker for mm. sure um, as as the best Jokers. Um, so you know yeah, it was you know, it was good. Patrick, you had a very similar experience to that I had with uh, you guys saw the movie Logan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I had a very much well two out of three. I'll take it. Uh, I had very much the same experience where Mindy loves not only does she love uh, like Wolverine's one of her favorite superheroes, but she loves Hugh Jackman. Uh, we both actually have a man crush on Hugh Jackman, but I went to see Logan knowing that it was you know R rated and lots of language and lots of violence, and I knew Mindy wouldn't want to watch it, and she pretty much sent me in her stead and said, I want you to go watch it. You tell me about it. Let me know how it is. And after I watched that, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but I felt the same way you kind of felt about Jokers. Like, that was such a an experience. I don't want to cheapen it by watching it again. Like, it was right. so, like, it hit you. It was heavy. It was, like, just a totally, I don't know, just like a, a story that is so good you should only have to see it one time. I don't know. And that's that's something that it sounds like you maybe had that experience with Joker. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh I I agree. I I only saw Logan once and it was just like it wasn't just a your typical Wolverine movie. Yeah. I mean, nope. it was like serious. Yeah. Typically like your like your Marvel movies and stuff like obviously Logan is a Marvel movie, but like your Avengers movies and type of stuff. You throw that stuff on cuz you want to kind of kick back, relax. You know that those are movies you Enjoy watch yourself. O- over and over again. Yeah, those are more like Logan and and Joker. Those are more like just cinematic events that you just kind of. It's just the experience. And I know um, I was I was talking to one of my coworkers. Um, he was talking about Joker, and he said it's it's not so much. This was his words. It's not so much that it's dark, is that it's real. Like mm. this could happen yeah yeah it wasn't just like he like fell into a vat of acid and became joker yeah right he was this is a natural like grounded how someone who is mentally ill would just go crazy yeah absolutely yeah but it was good uh i would say i would give it a 9.5 out of 10 Nice. I will, the only That's reason good. I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 is because it's just I can't watch it again. I just can't. Yeah. You know, it's just rough. So uh, so I did that on Friday. And then Saturday, I went to uh, my nephew's third birthday party. It was Willy Wonka themed. He is like in love with Willy Wonka, mo- the old movie. Not oh, the nice. New movie, He's got the good old taste. One. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. the better of the so two was- for sure. It was cool. I mean, like, like they, uh, uh, my uh, sister found a Willy Wonka like uh, chocolate bar online that has the golden ticket inside. He was pumped about that. I show, I show up to the house. He's got the Willy Wonka purple jacket on. He's got a top hat and a cane. It, it was, it was pretty cool. It was nice. a nice uh, palate cleanser from my Friday night. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, but so, uh, 
So we did that. And then on Sunday, um, my buddy from college, uh, he has season tickets to the Bengals game. And every year, or Bengals, uh, and then every year he takes me to one game. And I went to uh, I went to the Bengals game yesterday. Um, and I don't know why I, I went to hang out with him, but the Bengals suck. The Bengals are <laughs> the worst team in... It's it's so bad just watching them. They don't they don't look like a professional team. Uh, but I had a great time watching the game. It was it was I think I think we we were down uh, a little bit and the Bengals came back and we're like oh everyone's hopes up everyone's back in their seats they're cheering them on and then the Bengals do what the Bengals do and they just give it up immediately after tying the game uh, and and lose it. So the Bengals Man. are now zero and five. Yikes. The lowly. I, th- I don't know if they're the, still the winless, the only winless team, or is there another one? Uh, <clears throat> I think there's Ronnie, a couple you know? actually. Uh, Miami definitely has not won. Um, I know that for sure. But there was four mm. teams, so I'm not actually sure. The Redskins okay. are zero and five right yeah, now. The Redskins that. are zero and five too. Yep, that's right. Ooh, look yeah. at Mark pulling they out the stats. Bad. They just fired their head coach. Well, that's because that's because my Patriots are five and zero, oh, and they went against oh, the my Patriots. Uh. I don't sound like that at all, Lucas. Leave me alone. <laughs> Got some helium him over there. You know the problem. I think, Maybe. like Pat, like to what you said. Like the problem with the Bengals, it's not just that they're bad, but I swear they like pull you back in and they make you like think for a second every time. You're like, mm, they could, they could pull this out. They could do it, and then yeah. they did. They just crush your hopes. Exactly. Oh uh, my! Uh, my buddy was was up. He he wasn't feeling well, so he had gone uh, up away from the seats. I'm like, hey, you just missed a touchdown. He comes down, sits down, gives high fives, and then right after that, <laughs> the Bengals lose it. Man, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. heartbreaking. I don't know yep. why. I don't know why I always get my hopes up. I need to start rooting for someone else. I actually, I can, I can honestly say that I got to a point, and it happened last year where I actually stopped watching them. Um, I hardly watch like any football. Of course, like I follow it and everything, like just because of like fantasy football and stuff. But I got to a point yep. that they've been so bad for a long time that it's like, man, I am tired of like investing anything in them, investing any emotion, like caring. Like you just get to a point like where you're so tired of like every Sunday there being like a disappointment within your day. It was like a weekly disappointment. Like, why do I even do this to myself? And I yeah. just made a decision that I was just gonna stop watching. Wow, you uh, you probably don't have any anxiety or any disappointment, oh. anything that's you're just you're loving Sundays now. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much for me, being from West Virginia, we do not have any professional sports, but uh, I I can relate to how you guys feel with the heartbreak for sure, because the West Virginia Mountaineers have, uh, in a number of different years just broken our hearts in West Virginia. I know for my dad, he's already passed the point. Like he's gone through these seasons of, you know, disappointment and heartbreaking heartbrokenness. And, uh, now he's just like, yep, it's the Mountaineers. And, uh, I know for me in 2009, we were in second place in the college football rankings. And all we had to do was beat Pitt, our rivals. And we could not score a touchdown. The second half of the game, my friend Tom and I stood in his living room and said, we're not going to sit down until they score a touchdown. And they did not score a touchdown. And they lost like 13-9. to nine, uh, And they did not go to the 
I almost said the Super Bowl. They definitely did not go to the Super Bowl. They didn't go to the national championship. Uh, I think their head coach left right after that, uh, Rich Rod. He went to the Michigan Wolverines, and uh, we thankfully won the Fiesta Bowl, I think. But it's have you still been standing like, the whole time since then? I have. I have not <laughs> sat down. Like it's really hard to drive a car too, like a little car sedan. It's hard to drive that when you have to stand the whole time. I bet. But yeah, I feel your pain, man. Both your pains. So yeah, that's pretty much uh, pretty much my weekend. Other than that, I've been playing a ton of Apex Legends. So season season three dropped on Tuesday of last week and dropped a new map, uh, new guns. Uh, it is the new map is so different than the older map because it, the older map was more like close quarters, and this map there's a lot of open. Uh, range where a lot of you, a lot of sniper rifles and ranged guns are um, are more needed uh, to be into the end game. Uh, so it's been it's been really really fun uh, uh, getting back into uh, into Apex uh, with all the new changes, uh, the map, and uh, I, over the past few days I have started to play ranked so they have they have you can either play just like normal casual with uh with other players and there's also this ranked and i have found that in this ranked system you're gonna get people who like the randoms who are gonna stick around and actually play because one of the one of the drawbacks of you know if mark and i are playing and we play uh with a random in the normal league uh they either are horrible or they just like as soon as they die they leave, and um, that's not the case with rank. They they stick around. They'll they'll they're usually better. Um, and it's it's nice that that you're, that the 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 random uh, person is not so random in the ranked league. So I've been having a ton of fun. I've had a ton of success um, in that. I think I got eight wins uh, this past week nice. in ranked. So it's been it's been really really nice to to actually have. Uh, to get in there and play with a couple other randos um, if no one else is on so it's been really really fun mark what do you what what are you think about the the new the new season and the new map um so the new season's been definitely been good so far um it's definitely been an adjustment uh in terms of the map um because i tend to be more of a close quarters person when it turns to comes to playing those games um so it's been kind of jarring to have like, you know, those those higher buildings and 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 open areas and things like that, um, to where there's more more of a need for ranged weapons. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, with any new map, um, you have to learn the map again. Um, so yeah. that's been a difficulty, but it's still been a lot of fun, and and they've introduced a lot of new things that that make it interesting. Um, I definitely. Um, while I'm not as super crazy about the ranked mode, it is it is nice to have, you know, randoms that actually are serious about playing and don't just peace out on you uh, as soon as you come out yeah. of the dropship. Um, and That's so annoying. And just the fact that, um, you know, you could go into round two or round three and still be in double digits in terms of squads, um, whereas typically you're down into single digits by, like, maybe round two. Um, right because people are playing really conservative um, and trying to be really strategic. Um, so so that's definitely different, um, and it's an adjustment for sure. But 
Um, I'm liking it so far. Um, I haven't really unlocked very many things yet in terms of the battle pass yet. Um, which, Pat, I know you're kind of ahead of me because you got the the bundle. Um, yeah, I did. So, yeah, I went ahead and got the 25 uh, level. So I think I'm level 39 right now. Yeah. Um, it's 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 so fun. I, the uh the the new skins that they have yeah. uh for the characters in this battle pass, they're really really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, sp- speaking of new skins, have uh there are uh apparently there's rumors that there's going to be a Halloween event coming up soon where they're going to bring back the old map and it's going to be uh nighttime uh and uh from what I from what I've read, uh there is is if when you die you come come back as a zombie, yep. and I think when is it when there when there's uh, what it's, ten people left or it's five squads solos t- mode until the last ten people are standing and then you have to join together. Yeah, then it becomes like a horde mode. Yeah. That's that sounds really cool. Yeah, that's basically pretty much not a rumor anymore because <laughs> they actually had like leaked footage. Of of the actual like well not so much the the game itself but like um, the skins and and you know the ways you're gonna earn um, uh, apex packs and stuff like that there's actually like an actual physical video so there's definitely a Halloween event coming uh, it's called Fighter Fright I guess um, and um, I've seen some of the skins which are, are pretty. Pretty interesting. Um, I think Wraith is a witch. Um, I think I think it's Bloodhound. Either Bloodhound or um, Octane has like a jack o' lantern on his head. Um, yep. So Caustic is a clown. Yep. Caustic is a clown. Um, yeah. And apparently, like this is themed around some sort of. Um, there's like some guy named Revenant that is basically taking over Kings Canyon, which is the first map that that was on apex before the new map that we have um he's basically taken over king's canyon and made it his own and made it like really spooky um and apparently everybody's thinking that revenant is going to be a playable character later on and they're sort of teasing him now um but um yeah i mean it's definitely gonna be interesting to see i I don't know when they're gonna go ahead and drop that i I assume maybe mid-month because uh, typically their limited time events are like two weeks, so yeah, yeah. I wonder if 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 Revenant is going to be the new legend. Uh, I'm just like thinking like his alt would be like he would uh, throw down something and then uh, like zombies would come out of the ground. I don't know. That would just just be. It just sounds like it's something if that if it's going to be a Halloween themed character. Yeah, that would be something like that. Wouldn't be a bad move. Yep, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. All that Apex and uh, Bengals and uh, Jokers. Oh, them Jokers! How about you, Mark? Um, so my week's been kind of been kind of chill, uh, for the most part. Um, actually, yesterday we uh, met up with family, uh, extended family from out of town. Uh, my in-laws basically had a get together at their place. To celebrate my uh, my wife's cousin, she recently got her master's degree, and so it was kind of like a get together slash graduation party type thing. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool, and we nice. we had your family's all about uh, getting educated. That's that's great. 
Definitely. <laughs> lots of ma- lots of masters of and doctorates going around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have quite a few people going to to Liberty in our in our family. Uh, so they're all all graduates from from Liberty. Um, they they had this awesome. Uh, so every time we have a major get together in my in my in laws family, you know they're originally from the Greensboro area, North Kakalaki, and mm. there is a particular uh, like bakery that they'll that they'll go to a lot or they used to go to um it's a place called maxi bees and um apparently like this was the 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 place to get like cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that so every time we have a major event like a party or something um one of the one of the family that lives in the greensboro area will go to maxi bees and they'll get a cake um like i know for my my mother-in-law's uh, graduation party she got a cake from there and it was themed for liberty like it had the uh the lu logo on it and everything um which was really cool um so they they had a cake from uh from maxi bees for uh for my wife's cousin's graduation party which was phenomenal it was a double mm. chocolate cake um which was excellent those are the best mm-hmm. um but uh, we also had chili, which was very appropriate because finally, fall. Double chocolate chili. Y- mm. ew, gross. Serve that Blech. with the ch- mm, chocolate cake and chili. That sounds <laughs> finally, amazing. Finally, they made double chocolate chili. It's like ch- ch- food nights. Like chili, <laughs> chocolate, uh, ciabatta, sandwiches. You know they, put, uh, ciabatta. they put chocolate in Skyline chili? Dude, What? They do. I say what? That's what. That's what gives it that sweet flavor. Really, chocolate. Yep. Hmm. It's uh just regular chocolate, not double chocolate like Marks. Oh, okay, chili. that's okay then. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> Everybody does that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no. So they they had chili at this party, which was very appropriate because we finally have fall weather. Um, in, in congratulations, yeah, like fall has finally made an appearance. Fall after, has fallen, yes, after yeah. it being weeks and weeks and weeks of freaking 90 degree weather. Um, you know, it was either Thursday or Friday morning. Uh, I walked out because I was taking Cisco for a walk, and I stepped out and I was like, Oh, good lord, it's chilly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so fall weather has finally hit. Uh, sweater weather is here. Um, I don't know how long it's going to stay because here in the South it fluctuates like nobody's business. Um, but I'm very excited that it's here for sure. Um, but it was pretty much a light week uh, in terms of major things going on other than that that graduation party we had. Um, did stream uh the beginning of season three on our of, of apex on our gmg twitch channel uh got mm-hmm. to play with sheldor and patrick for a couple of hours um uh, as we celebrated season three which was which yeah. was a lot of fun for sure uh, didn't we get a win oh uh, we did get a win yeah yeah nice yep, we did for sure um yeah the first game i played by myself i actually ended up getting a win um, which was nice, and then we got a win later on when we were playing together. 
So that was definitely a, a great way to start the season. Um, apparently we're ageists. Um, so sorry, Spencer, that you didn't get to join because we <laughs> hate old people, apparently. Um, but <laughs> Got to tell it like it is, I guess. But uh, no, it was definitely a, a good time. But that's mainly what I've been playing this week is is just diving into Season 3 of Apex, trying to get started on the Battle Pass. Man, I've been having such horrible days in terms of my, my daily challenges because uh, if you're not familiar with, with Apex... Um, and the battle pass that you can that you can purchase each day there's like a set of challenges like get x amount of damage with this character or get x amount of headshots or land in this place and it gives you points towards uh leveling up your character in the battle pass and yep. uh um man every day it just seems like mine are just horrible to try to get through so i don't know if i'm just getting the you know, bad draw, like bad luck with it or, or what, but like, there are some people that like, they're getting like, Oh yeah. Uh, say thank you to one of your teammates and you get 3000 points. And I'm like, great. <laughs> you know what, Mark, you know, what helps me is, uh, just booting up that old, my little riding champion. I heard that, uh, does wonders for, you know, when you got a bad luck going in apex, that's what the pros play. I will keep the bad luck. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough just want to throw but, it out there uh, buddy i know you miss it <laughs> pamela misses you pamela pamela pamela, yeah. pamela. <laughs> oh gosh uh, i hope i never see that game ever again um but yeah that's pretty much my week at a glance ronnie how are you doing sir i am well, it's good. Mm. It's real good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good use of that adverb. Glad you're well. Thank you. Thank you. Be well, John Spartan. So, um, <clears throat> only one thing, <clears throat> and as soon as I have to talk, I have to clear my throat like a thousand times. Only one thing uh, for my week, I think, was really out of the ordinary. I, um, it was Thursday. Uh, of last week and my boss walked up to me at work and he said hey um can i talk to you for a second and normally that's not great to hear (laughs) it's normally not a really good thing and uh so i was like yeah yeah sure and uh like i i just like i followed him or whatever and i was like uh we go to your desk or he's like oh we'll just grab like a quick huddle room which is like a small conference room did you say a cuddle room? <laughs> That's what I thought he said. <laughs> <laughs> Is there cuddling around at work? I didn't we know that was boss and you, you are the big really good. My boss is all, my boss is also a man, and uh, I feel like a cuddle room at that hey. point. Not, no, not that there's I'm anything wrong. That. Not that there's you anything cuddle, wrong with that. There just is cuddle, for me. Cuddle uh, with who a, you want to cuddle with. <laughs> but uh, no, a huddle room with an H. Oh, huddle room, not a cuddle room. Gotcha. Yes, yes, the huddle. Where were you huddle? Uh, so I was like, he's like, we'll, we'll just grab a huddle room. And I was thinking to myself as I walked behind him, like, man, what did I do? Like, what did I do this time? Cause in my line of work, so you didn't cuddle him. That's why <laughs> apparently that's, I mean, I would have cuddled my way all the way to the top by now if I knew I could do that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, spring break. Woo. Like in my line of work, it's, you don't know that you've made a mistake until a lot of times 
weeks down the road and something either pays incorrectly or the money went to the wrong person. Like, you know, we pay agents a lot of money for selling our products. So you don't always find out about your mistakes like right when you make them. Sometimes down the road, like if you set an agent up the wrong way and then they sell a policy, like then we pay them when that policy comes in and it could be a month later. And you realize there's a problem once it's already happened and you've already sent either the wrong amount of money, you know, too much or too little to the agent, you know, or whatever it is. So I'm thinking to myself, man, apparently I messed something up. Like I have no idea what it is, but usually when you get called into like a conference room or a huddle room, like it is not usually that good. So I'm walking behind him, like feeling pretty, pretty down about it. So I get into, I get into the room, like we close the door or whatever. And uh, he's like, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing good. I was like, what's up? Like, I'm, I'm the kind of person, like, I don't want to do the small talk. Like, what did I mess up? <laughs> Let's just, just yeah. tell me what I did. Shoot it. Go ahead and lay the punishment straight. on me. Like, bam, we'll make yep. this a five minute ordeal. I'll tell you that. Yep. I did it. Uh, my bad. <laughs> and whatever the punishment is, I'll take it. So he proceeded to tell me that one of the, um, I guess, I guess a specialist in our department, instead of paying the agents, she pays the, um, regional officers. So across the United States, basically we have regions where all of our agents are located and the regional people are above all of them. And we pay them a completely different kind of compensation. Well, he said, um, she's leaving and going to another area within the company. And he said, so we need somebody to... Um, take the position of regional uh, or like RVP comp. And he said, we were like, you were the first one that we thought of. So (laughs) it was a very, yeah, it was a very different meeting than I had anticipated. Um, It it is a promotion. It's, it's a, it's a really good opportunity. So um, I accepted it and uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of out of the blue. It was really, really cool thing. And um, congrats, Ronnie. He's like, he's like, so technically you start on the fifth, which was a Saturday, but it was basically the beginning of a new pay cycle for us, I guess. Um, so it had to be then. So he's like, so we kind of need to know like if you want to do it. And so I, I accepted it. Um, I've been in the same, I've been at the same position for, um, and it's been a really, it's been a long time, probably four or five years, I think. Um, and I haven't really been looking much outside of that, I think. For me, it was more of, with my changes in the last few years of my life, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm okay with where I'm at, and, um, you know, I'm not really ready to add anything else, and yeah. uh, this honestly just came at a really good time, um, a, a time where I wasn't really looking for anything new, you know, I didn't mind my job, but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it was a good opportunity, it was a promotion for me, and yeah, it was it was a big surprise, actually, I was not... I was not anticipating it. So um, it was really cool. And maybe the first time I've been called into a huddle room by myself and it been actually like something I didn't mess up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So apparently there is a small percentage of those huddle room meetings that are good meetings. Uh, but that, yeah, that was, that was the big thing for me this week. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't really do anything out of the ordinary um, other than get promoted. So I will nice. definitely, I will definitely awesome, take man. it. That's pretty cool. Um, no doubt. I will nice work. I, I will say, however, on the video game front, I still did nothing. 
Wow, I'm so surprised. Why do you string me, string me along like this? Can't Come believe on. it. But I have been. I, I will say I was actually on the fantasy football app uh, last week. Can you not hear me? What? You, I don't know what happened. You just you got not? really quiet all of a sudden. Very yeah. quiet. Did you bump something? Did Check you your volume some? controls. Did you bump something? No. Whoa. Nope. We all hear you quieter. Mm, testing. Oh, there you are. Oh, there we go. You're back. There it is. That has, I literally you're just loud. moved my mic. I'm better now? Yeah. No more yeah. moving yeah. your mic, my friend. It stays in the same exact spot. No matter uh, fair, what. Fair enough. So, yep. I, was, I was just like on the fantasy football website on my computer and a little ad on the right hand side caught my eye just happened to be the next video game that i'm definitely gonna buy and what's that that is the new star wars game coming out on november 15th yeah fall in order yes yes that one uh that one got me i think i have been like so the way that i guess the way that game looks is a little bit different than like their like the, the star wars battlefront games i feel like like those games are okay but they're not, you know, they're not like... Your style? <laughs> yeah, they're really not. Like, I, I remember, like, and, and I think you guys have probably played, like, Knights of the Old Republic back in the day. Oh, that yeah. Was an awesome oh, yeah. game. So an I've awesome always game. wanted, like, something like that to come back out again. And I don't necessarily think this is exactly that. Um, but I think it's more of a single-player, like, um, kind of a story game. So it, it really... I, I, look, I watched some of the trailers and stuff of it. It looks really looks really good. Have you guys seen the trailers on that at all? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ahead. Yeah, it does look really, really good. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely I'm does. Thinking. I'm, uh, I am going to get that. I've actually been getting emails from uh, Microsoft to renew my Xbox Live subscription because I've changed <laughs> card numbers since then, and they don't have the new one. Mm. Um, and I haven't done it just because I haven't been playing any video games or whatever. But I will, um, I will renew and buy that one when it comes out for sure. Nice. That'll be my next video game venture. I like it a lot. Okay. Nice, but that's uh, that's it for me, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Tell us something good, maybe great, maybe maybe I'm on Burgundy. I love lamp. <laughs> I think I think I can figure out something good somewhere. I just have to look here for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, so yeah, there's been some some good stuff been going down uh, lately in the Swisher household in Brazil. Um, I'm going to mix things up a bit and actually start with my, uh, what's been going on on the gaming front. I did fish, finish and platinum telltales guardian of the galaxies. Thanks again there, Patrick Novoselle for letting me borrow that. Uh, you're welcome. The game is in the mail. Not really. I'll bring it here in about two years when I return to the U S to, uh, <laughs> the late fees on that are going to be horrendous. Oh snap. Yeah. You can just send that, ba- send that, uh, <laughs> Gosh, send that bill to my house in Virginia. It's whatever Mark's address is. That is where the bill should go. Thank you. Um, uh, okay. Nope. Got uh, it. Nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. It was. Uh, I would say I I just to cut right to it. I give it seven out of ten Eternity Forges, and um, I I just enjoyed the experience. I always like those, just those kind of choose your own adventure telltale games so it was a nice little experience and uh pretty comical and you know i talked about a lot of last week and uh not much has changed from there 
but beyond that, I've also been working on the Drive Club Platinum. Have you guys ever played Drive Club on PS4? Probably not Ronnie since he doesn't have PS4. I may nope. have played the demo. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it was so it was free on PS Plus years ago, I think. I and, have actually um, played this game. Have you really, Ronnie? No. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> fell for it. You're a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like one thing you could say that I would not believe you, and that would be watching Superman the last 45 minutes and for the 51st week in a row, you know. Still not watching it. If you said you watched it, I would. I'm never believe you. I'm at this point. I'm gonna have to watch you watch it. I did watch it. I don't believe you. So, anyways, uh, did you really watch it? No. Dang you, Richard. (laughs) All right, come on. So no, I knew he (laughs) didn't. (laughs) I just want to go with it. If there's any chance, but anyways, so I'm working on the Drive Club plat. I played it like in 2015, 2016, and with the PS Plus version. you get like a a small portion of the tracks and portion of the game than you do it if than if you had bought it, but it's enough of a game that you can actually get the platinum. But pretty much, I've gotten to the point where I've gotten as many stars as I want to work for in like the tracks and the races and all that. And now all I'm doing is either listening to the the Bible or listening to podcasts and just doing the same race over and over again. And it's kind of like busy work, but it's sometimes I do it with my kids. Sometimes I'm just sitting alone and I have some time to burn and I just want to chillax. And uh, I just do a lap race and it gets me points and experience. And here in, you know, like a week or two, I will uh, get a platinum. So that's, you know, living that trophy hunter's life. Sometimes we do crazy stuff like play games about mayonnaise and tap a screen. And sometimes we just drive a car in circles for hours upon hours. It's good times. Sounds fun. Yeah. Now, on a actually really fun point, I transitioned from Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy to a, another Telltale-like game that is actually like a Telltale game, but on steroids, called uh, Detroit Become Human. Ooh, Ooh, yes. And so far, very good. And I am loving it. I'm really enjoying the the three different storylines. Just to get Ronnie and other listeners up to speed, if you've never played one of these games before, like I said, it's like a telltale game. It focuses on choices, conversations, how they affect the story. But what's really cool about this Detroit Become Human, it has a very much Blade Runner, iRobot feel about it with androids and people mixed together. And uh, I really like it. Like I like the, the, the kind of mix and that kind of stuff between their relationships and discrimination and, and dealing with like real life stuff, but more futuristic um, in, in the game, you control, you know, the three distinct characters and each of them, I'm trying to play them like definitely differently. Like you have a detective Android that I'm trying to like play him by the book and kind of just be kind of a goody two shoes. Uh, and then there's a nanny Android that you play as where I'm trying to be, I was trying to be not aggressive, but without giving any spoilers, uh, the crap hit the fan and I wanted to protect the little girl that I was taking care of as a, as a nanny Android. So. Oh it's, yeah, it's taken you know a turn for craziness, uh, and then last year an android that uh, is very much like you're you're caring for and learning from uh, an aging artist, and uh, I've been just trying to learn from him, and then some stuff happens that kind of interrupted that, but I won't go any further because you know spoilers. But uh, I really enjoyed the game. It's really got really cool graphics and 
And uh, it feels like, again, like you're watching a movie, but it's much more, I feel like it's much more interactive than a Telltale game. Like you have a lot more control over and options over like what you can do, what you can say. And you don't always know what you're going to say. Like they just give you, you know, and I think Patrick, you've played it. Have you played it, Mark? I don't think so. It gives no, you like no, I have not played it. Instead of like saying what you want to say, it gives you just like, do you want to be passive, aggressive, uh, secretive, or like it gives you like ideas, and you just choose, and then your character kind of like takes that route, and then you kind of just see how the the other characters react, and then you could either get in a fight or you can avoid a fight. Uh, it's pretty cool. I really like it. It really still like it. It takes me back to. Did you guys ever read those choose your own adventure books? Like back in the day, yep. where you get to a certain page, I had anyone? goosebumps books like that. Are, were there goosebumps books like that where it would? Oh, you, you know, know what? what? You're right. So yeah, goosebump books is the same thing. But like where you read like a couple, couple pages, and then it says if you want to go down this hallway, turn to page thirty-five. If you want to punch the ghost in the face, turn to page twenty-seven or something like that. And then you kind of see the result of what you've done. Like I really like that in video game format. And especially when it looks as realistic, it really feels like you're in a movie. Like it's nice. really, and it's really well done. It's not as funny and awkward as a uh, hidden agenda. Like we played Patrick, as you know, <laughs> there's definitely, <laughs> they're definitely of two different styles and qualities. Yeah. I downloaded uh, it. Um, Cause it was, it was free on PS plus. So I imagine yeah. at some point when I, when I have some, some downtime when there isn't a uh, a major game, whether it be an Apex, Apex to legend. which I mean, there's always Apex, but yeah, um, or or Borderlands or whatever. Um, right. Then I may visit some Detroit because I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah, it's, lots of good things. It's been really so. good. I'm just a couple hours in so far, three three hours or so in, and uh, it's been really good. So. Nice. Uh, but that's been the gaming front. On the real life front, I have been having some fun times with the kids. This has been a week of some unexpected milestones. Like I didn't go into the week thinking that I was gonna, you know, do the things that I did. But it all started on Wednesday. Um, in the morning, it it de- definitely did not start. I mean, I guess from my perspective, it started out okay. But it started out with parent teacher meetings, which. Patrick would be the only one who could relate to this. Uh, You kind of like when you go into a parent teacher meeting, you're really expecting like to hear at least something negative that you don't always see or, you know, perceive. So (laughs) it's for, for me, it's a, it's a little different because my daughter is like the teacher's pet. Oh, really? Kind of thing where she's (laughs) really nice. She's good. Uh, We had, we had a parent teaser co- conference last year, at the beginning of the year, uh, and which ter- it was turned out pretty good. And then when the second parent teacher conferences co- came up, the teacher says, "You don't need to come. She's fine." Oh, nice. <laughs> <So> we, <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then uh, I, I I didn't say this uh, in my week, weekly update, but it kind of goes with what you were saying. Uh, we had a call from the principal. Uh, Claire had gone to the principal's office and along the same lines of, of Ronnie, you know, like you go to the principal's office, you're, you're going to be in some trouble. Now, does the principal and, have a cuddle room? Cause that wouldn't be good. That would have legal uh, problems. Yeah. That was rooms. outlawed. Okay, good. In, in our, in our, in our school, I don't know about other schools, well, but our school, they don't, they don't allow that. In Brazil, we are huggers, but no, they don't have cuddle rooms. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, we get a call and it's basically saying that the teacher sent, 
uh, her down to the principal's office to give us a call to tell us how good she is in her class. What? That's crazy. How <laughs> that's like it's that's we, cool. It's, I don't know if that's like a new thing or if that's like the principal thing, but it was one of the coolest things, you know, like, oh, great. You know, she's doing a good job. She's helping out other kids. She's listening. She's doing her what she's supposed to be doing. Uh, so, yeah, we, we celebrated with her. We're like, okay, what do, you, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dessert? Here's 20 bucks. Spend it however you want. You know, just like, hey, here, uh, we want to celebrate how good you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's – uh, Oh, I forgot to say that, but yeah. That's cool. That's Congrats, yeah, Claire, cool. if you're listening. We're proud of you. Sure she is. Yeah. We are proud of you. Uncle Lucas in Brazil is definitely you. proud. Um, and I, so we had we started everything out with parent-teacher meetings like we were talking about. And, you know, I, not that I... Yeah, sorry. I interrupted you. No, no, Jeez. no. You, <laughs> you added to it. <laughs> it, was a, it was a jab. All right. Back I know. I so talking. now back to... So my These, kids are terrible, terrible parent-teacher <laughs> meetings. No, but uh, for my kids, it it was, I, I mean, I expected good things, but at the same time, I feel like the parent-teacher meetings, especially being a, I was a teacher for a few years here in Brazil, and that's when you save the, the negative talk is when you get to talk to the parents face-to-face, and they really want to know what's going on with their kids, et cetera. And the teachers had nothing bad to say, so once we got that out of the that's way, good. like their grades were good. And I don't think my daughter is a teacher's pet like like Claire is, but my son is definitely uh, a teacher's pet, Patrick. So I'm with you there. Uh, my son is he is he was made to go to school. Like he loves homework, he loves participating in class, he loves helping the teacher. He he's all about it. Now Tasha, she would rather go to like a, one of those Swedish schools where they just go and run in a field. And they like learn things in a more tactile way or more interactive way. Like she does not, she's not against the classroom, but she, wait a second, that's what they do in Sweden. Yeah, haven't you heard of that? Like they do like classrooms they, outside. They learn while running. That yeah, seems well, like a pet rescue. Being in a field, like at least that's what I've read about. Like they, it's they like do the very sound like of music of the classroom. Creative. Yeah, pretty much. Like in Sweden <laughs> or Finland or. One of those Scandinavian countries, maybe all of them, they do very like non-traditional classroom uh, schooling. So I think my daughter would really like something like that. But thankfully, all the teachers had good things to say. Uh, It was good. Then from there, we got to celebrate and I took my kids to the mall and we went and had lunch and uh, we went and they had some money and they wanted to buy some books. And so... Uh, at first, you know, James found a book right away and we got him a, a fun little animal book for that also doubled as like an educational little deal for him to practice writing and reading and stuff. Was it about dinosaurs? No, I was very surprised. It was about what kind of, it was just about animals like they're koalas, mm. like African and Australian and variety of exotic animals. Uh, but Tasha was having a real hard time finding a book, and uh, we went to a couple stores, and we finally went to one, and she she saw the comic section, and she was like, I want a comic book. And I'm like, do you now? I think that's a great idea. So but I was trying to play it, and I was like, play it cool, man. Play it cool. And I'm like, okay, let's look around. And of course, like some of the comics for a nine-year-old, it was not appropriate. And I was like, yeah, let's stay away from that one there with, you know, 
Joker in a gun pointing at someone's head or, you know, something like that. <laughs> like, like the really realistic, you know, ones where they're scantily clothed or that kind of stuff. So, uh, but at some point she picked up a Star Wars hardback cover, uh, episode seven graphic novel, like comic book that, Ooh. that went through the whole movie of Star Wars. And she bought it with her own money, her very first comic book. And so I took a picture and, uh, you know, she was just so excited and she just carried around and was reading it and it's in Portuguese. So it's not, not only is she a, oh, wow. a huge nerd, she's a bilingual nerd. So she's going to be reading it in Portuguese. And so that was really cool. Uh, from there, the star Wars fever continued. And on Friday, the kids were like, let's where, well, we were like with the kids, Hey, let's watch a movie. And the kids were like, we want to watch star Wars. So we popped old, Star Wars, a.k.a. Episode 4 in A New Hope, and the kids loved it. It was their first time watching a proper Star Wars movie. Uh, to this point, we'd only played the Lego Star Wars games, uh, which went from Episode 1 to Episode 6, and then we also played the Force Awakens uh, Lego game. Now, something that was okay. funny is they hadn't remembered that Episode 4 was like technically the first movie that was released, and so when Darth Vader pops out, my daughter's like, hey, wait a second. He's already Darth Vader? What about when he was a little boy and he's pod racing and all this other stuff? I was like, Tasha, we've already explained this to you. It's it's the first movie is the fourth movie. And then both my kids are just looking at me like, let's, let's just watch the movie, okay? Darth Vader's there. You know, you got an idea of what's happened. Just don't try to think too hard about it. Just enjoy the movie. Uh, so it was really cool. They really loved it. I will say that, uh, my son got a little freaked out at one point where I totally forgot that in the bar scuffle, like the, the bar scene, I forgot oh, that Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi like goes off on a guy and cuts his arm off. And not only does he cut his arm off, but like blood's all over the ground. Like for whatever reason they didn't, I, I don't know. It makes sense to me that when you like cut someone's arm off with a jet, like with a lightsaber, that that would like cauterize the wound. I just wouldn't imagine yep. blood would be everywhere. And I totally forgot. And so the arm was in the middle of the floor and my son's like, <gasps> and he like covered his <laughs> face with his eyes. <laughs> it was he doesn't like, like you. Yeah. I don't like you either. I don't like you either. Uh, so yeah, so that was a little, <laughs> it wasn't scarring, but he definitely got nervous. And then also the dumpster monster slash eyeball. Uh, oh, yeah. He did not like the, <laughs> the dumpster monster. So when the eyeball popped up again, he covered his eyes and uh, panicked. So, uh, but that was pretty entertaining. Uh, do you guys remember the first time you watched Star Wars? Was that a moment that, you know, is etched in your psyche forever? Or is it just my kids? I can't remember the first time that I watched Star Wars. I, rem I have some early memories of watching yeah, Star Wars. I'm the same so way. My dad, my dad had gotten, um, when, when uh, THX really started being a big thing uh, oh, yeah. and they re-released um the the Star Wars movies on yes. 4 5 and 6 on VHS. Yep. Um he is had that, gotten Is a that copy. the ones with the special feature like not the special features but the added It's not the special edition update. It's the one just before that. Um the just before they they like redid a whole bunch of stuff and yeah. added CG and stuff like that. Um yeah. was, I think it was just before that. Um, but he had gotten the, the trilogy on VHS, which I actually still have. You have the trilogy on me. VHS? Yes. Nice. 
Um, we got rid of that. And, I just uh, have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Well, I have it on Blu-ray now. I used to have it on um, Laserdisc. That was special. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I have some early memories of watching that on VHS um, with my dad. Um, but I, I can't remember the first time. Patrick or Ronnie? Yeah. I do not remember the first no. time I ever saw it, honestly. No. It's all good. I honestly didn't have a momentous first watching of it either. I just remember watching it and then liking it. That's it's it's got to be fun just watching uh, your kids watch it for the it first is. time. It is. It's really cool. And like even the next day, James was like, the first thing he said is like, Dad, so we got to watch the next Star Wars today? <laughs> nice. And I'm like, buddy, I got meetings. I had a, I had a like... <clears throat> In the all morning and then all evening, I had church meetings and stuff going on. So uh, I kind of like, though, kind of stringing it out. I don't want to like binge watch it with them because I really want it to soak in. Uh, we waited this long mainly because I wanted them to be able to kind of stick with it and really appreciate it. Because, you know, I have friends that they showed it to their kids like when they were like four and five years old and it was kind of boring. Like, and, the, and it, there is a lull, like a big lull in the middle where it's just dialogue, like Luke talking to Obi-Wan, people talking together, and like nothing's really happening. And uh, so it was it was a perfect time to watch it with the kids. So that was really cool. Uh, nice. From from there on Sunday, uh, I, I had the surprise on Saturday night, actually, where the pastor of our church said, hey, uh, I got a good idea. And now when this pastor, anytime he says he has a good idea, it's kind of like I'm going to have you do something whether you like it or not. <laughs> and so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he pretty much said, I think you should preach tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, sure, why not? <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. I had already talked that's to... that's a spur of the moment. Yeah, I had already talked to like the mission leader, <laughs> and he said, you're going to preach next week. So I was totally like, totally looking at next week to preach, and he was like, yeah, you're going to preach. And so uh, that was fun. I did that, and it was fine. <laughs> it went well. Uh, but during the service also for the first time, you know, I talked about how my kids got to go shopping, uh, for the first time they got to give their own money at church. Like they did tithing and, uh, I taught them how to, how to set aside 10% and like why we do it and, and what the meaning behind it all. And, and it was really cool just how proud they were to be able to, to give, uh, to give their own money at church. And it reminded me of when I was little, when I would give my money. And I always thought that when you put the money in the plate, that the pastor would take it to the back and actually give the money to God, and he would take the money, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's an imagination. <laughs> yeah, that was, I had quite the imagination. But I remember thinking that when I was a little kid. Thankfully, I've educated my kids enough to where they don't think like God's just sitting in the back, being like, "Give me your money." <laughs> All right, now James and Tasha, I'm going to give you a little bit of the inside baseball. It's this is not how this it works. is not what God is doing right now. Uh, yeah, it's good times. Uh, but What's inside baseball? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, but then after that, the last thing that happened with my kids was I had brought my fourth grade journal from the U.S. And I re- finally remembered that I had it. And I gave it to my daughter for her to read and to see uh, the things I wrote about when I was in fourth grade and then encourage her to also journal. And so we read the first few pages together, and what something that's crazy is the dates match up perfectly. So in 1991, uh, Sunday it was October 6th, just like in 2019. And so just like huh. today, October 7th, 
2019 and 1991 are exactly the same. And uh, so we we read some of that together, uh, got some really classic insight into what was important for me back then. It was video games. I had just bought the game Battletoads on Nintendo. Uh, I had written about my birthday earlier that year where we went, where we went to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use. And I had gotten a Magic Jordan basketball as I wrote it. Magic Jordan. <laughs> Obviously. You were, you knew I was a poser. And I knew nothing. <laughs> and then, of course, throughout the first few entries, I wrote about how I was still in love with Alicia. If you listeners remember, Alicia was my first crush. And apparently in fourth grade, I was still in love with her. And my daughter found that quite entertaining. Uh, and then I also read to my wife's horror that I also wrote about how with my friends, I pretended to use crack cocaine (laughs) 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 and that I watched the movie ghost at way too young an age at nine years old. Yep. That's a little too young. (laughs) Mindy's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I didn't know what I was watching. And it's not like it's my parents. They let me watch it. But anyways. It really got me to thinking about my past, about my past history, which leads us to our topic for today, history. All right. Guys, let's jump into it. Today we are talking about history, not my personal history, but the history of the world and the type of history that we liked, the type of history we did not, maybe historical figures, movies based on history. Uh, But before we jump into it, I wanted to just read a few uh, tidbits from this day in history for you. Did you guys know back in 2009, Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor of for the first time, and for that first time, he got to finally say to California, Get in the chopper, do it now. <laughs> I'm the governor of I'm California. The governor of California. <laughs> oh, but you didn't know that, did you? Our world is interesting. That's the first thing he said in his inauguration speech. Also, in 1864, Union and Confederate forces clashed in your state. Mark Boucher, Virginia, at the Battle of Darbytown Road, and we know how that we all know how that ended up. We do, uh, do we? I mean, <laughs> that specific battle. <laughs> do, yeah, do, doesn't everybody do know, know the Battle of Darbytown Road? That's yeah. what happened today. We had a battle down the street. Yep, just down Darbytown Road. <laughs> yep. That's true. Also war-related, in 1949, the Soviet-occupied zone of Germany was named for the first time East Germany, and thus began the Cold War, 1949. And we all know how that ended. And we ended. all know how that also ended many years later. Then 10 years later, in 1959, people got the first glimpse of the dark side of the moon, the locale that inspired Pink Floyd's eighth and possibly most popular record. And those pictures were taken... By the Soviets, and supposedly. Did you just say Pink Floyd? Yeah, Pink Floyd. Wait, Spink Floyd? Spink? No, I said Spink. Pink Floyd inspired Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd's. Did I say Spink Floyd's? No, you, you said Pink's. Pink's Floyd's. Like I might have. 
I might have slipped in an extra S there. Oh, no. My bad. <laughs> Just edit that out, that extra S that I put in there. At least we didn't get hung up on we all, it, you know? Yeah, not at all. That later led to also <laughs> the pictures of the dark side of Moon led to the discovery of the Transformers who were in hypersleep over there. And we all know how that ended. And we also know how that ended. You are correct. <laughs> also war-related in 2007, the U.S. began its attack on Taliban, Taliban, Taliban? Controlled Afghanistan after the September 11th attacks a month before. And then finally, in 1982, the musical Cats debuted at Winter Garden Theater on Broadway. And we all know how that ended as well. With lots of hairballs. We don't, we don't like to think about how that ended. Any, any musical fans out there? Anyone see the movie trailer for Cats? It's a good one. Yes, sadly. Creepy. I've never liked the idea of cats on Broadway, on the movie screen. It's just, ah. Yeah. And I like musicals. I like Broadway shows. Um, and just, no. Just no. no. All right, guys. So that's some <laughs> of the, this day, October 7th, throughout the years. And to lead into our first section of history discussion, we're going to let Travis Popsicle, a.k.a. friggin' Nutcase, lead the way. My favorite part of history is to visit the actual site of the event. As a truck driver, I have visited many in the U.S. and Canada. Somehow, the history from high school that I really hated has turned into a real interest and curiosity in my adult life. Kind of wished I had paid attention more back then. Coolest and most depressing historical site I've been to is probably the 9-11 Memorial in New York City. So many emotions rip through you just standing there. I also really like the architecture of different places. Very old churches are among my favorites. Knowing that someone built such a beautiful thing with their bare hands and very basic tools is amazing. For sure, Travis, we feel you on the... I, I know that I struggled in high school and middle school, just during a lot of my schooling with history. Um, I didn't always pay attention. A lot of times I blame it on my teacher, but I definitely fell in love with history later on and definitely enjoyed different sites like Rome and different places as uh, Travis is talking about. So how about you guys? What are your thoughts on... What were your thoughts on history when you were in high school? Did you kind of avoid it like Travis did? Appreciate it for what it was? How did it start with I you? Think like, I think like my freshman year of high school, um, like w- the way that our, our thing was set up uh, at high school, like we had to do world history first, which was like, like way, 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 way back, you know, early type world history stuff yep. and that bored the ever-living crap out of me mm. i could not i don't know i just wasn't a huge fan of it <laughs> um it wasn't something i could get excited about now once like later classes in high school where we talked about american history um you know whether it got more interesting to me um unfortunately american history has a lot of dark spots to it but mm-hmm. um you know, there was a lot of interesting things uh, about uh, about American history specifically. But the one thing I remember about, like, my world history classes, because um, we talked about uh, World War One uh, quite a bit, and, you know, the whole Bolshevik Revolution and all that stuff, and how, how things like that started World War One. Um was, um, I don't know if you're familiar, the last Russian monarch, his name was Tsar Nicholas. 
he had kind of a like a spiritual advisor that was very instrumental in in a lot of the goings on in that in that Russian monarchy. His name was Rasputin, mm-hmm. and it, it always stuck with me how he was killed because uh, Rasputin was assassinated, and he was assassinated brutally. <laughs> um, so I had to I had to look it up specifically, like. To, to get everything down but basically uh, uh the guy that essentially the guy that killed him is the conspirator that, that ended up killing him um he invited rasputin to his home and brought him into his basement he offered rasputin tea and cakes which had been laced with cyanide um Yum. and at first rasputin refused the cakes but then began to eat them but apparently he was not affected by the poison um, Rasputin then asked for some, uh, Madeira wine, which had also been poisoned and drank three glasses, but still showed no sign of distress. Um, basically he then, um, the conspirator excused himself to go upstairs where he had accomplices waiting. He, he takes a revolver, goes down to the basement and he tells him to basically turn around. And shot him in the chest, um, and he believed he believed him to be dead at that point, and so he drove. They drove him to Rasputin's apartment, um, basically to make it look like uh, uh, Rasputin had returned home, basically as a cover up. Um, and um, they went back to make sure Rasputin was dead, but apparently he got right up and started attacking the conspirators. Um, he, he actually was able to free himself, fled upstairs. Um, he basically got shot again and, and collapsed into a snowbank. And then they wrapped up his body in cloth and then dropped it into the river. (laughs) So, so this dude was shot twice, had been poisoned three or four times and they finally had to wrap his body up and throw him in the river just to just to get rid of him um feel that in the morning yeah but i know that's one of the (laughs) sillier things about world (laughs) history (laughs) yep Uh, but that was just but other than that like world history always bored me american history was much more interesting Mm. and ah (coughs) <coughs> Excuse me. Obviously, um, I actually took a class on rock and roll history That's in cool. high school as well. Uh, but I'll get more into that mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm the same way as Travis. Uh, I did not care for history when I was growing up. Uh, history does interest me now as I've gotten older um, and I guess had a little more experience and knowledge um it's it's one of the cool things about history nowadays and the age that we live in like everything is made into a movie mm-hmm. everything is made people there's like podcasts now that that just do do history podcasts mm-hmm. about anything you want to you want to know about uh so it's all readily available like things like that that rasputin that story like i don't i've never heard that story before but if i were to if i were to uh, get into history it would be something like where to get deep into like a, a story of something not not nothing like uh oh the civil war but give give me 
give me a, a story about a singular character right. and what he had this person had had done in this war whether whether like be civil war or world war one or world war two or whatever it is um those things interest me rather than the whole grand scale uh ending kind of thing hmm. ronnie how about you i was actually the opposite i um i even as a little kid i feel like was always interested in history um like going through high school and stuff like those are the classes that um i just found myself like kind of captivated by all of that um mm-hmm. and th- w- that basically led me to minor in history in, in college but um no i actually always was, was very into history even when i was younger hmm. cool well someone else who was into history that would be arctic m77 matt uh, formerly known as Arctic Warlocks, he said, my favorite history time period uh, was the Romans, as I'm quarter Italian and quarter Sicilian, but my favorite family history story comes on the other side of the family and was told to be by my grandmother. I must have been 13 years old, so the story is a little fuzzy and short, but when she told it, it was about half an hour long, and it goes like this. Our great, 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 I forget how many greats uh, we go back to. Grandfather was fighting in a war. Not sure on that either. Let's say the Civil War. Uh, The movie, and I'm related to the cap, the end. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Uh, (laughs) So anyways, back to real life, not comic book superheroes. He said his group, his grandfather, great, 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 his great, great, his grandfather's group was coming up on an enemy stronghold at night, army crawling and everything. He got up to his little mound, this little mound that had a tree and slight decline to hide behind. As another soldier was there already, he had to move up to another tree, an area closer to the enemy to find cover. No sooner than when he got to his new spot, a grenade or cannonball or whatever, back in that time, blew up the tree that he had just been crawling at or next to. So, near-death experience for the great, 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 Civil War veteran grandfather of a Mr. So Arctic Warlock. if you would have stated that tree, then Arctic would not be with us. That is correct. So thank you, great, great, great grandfather. Yes, for continuing to crawl. <laughs> Shout out, Steve. Yes, for finding your own personal tree and not just squatting next to that other guy. That I'm, I can't tell from the story. Did that other guy get hit with the grenade slash cannonball artillery? Was that the tree? Because that's kind of... He, uh, he died off screen. So uh, off screen. He, we're not sure. <laughs> yeah, he's off screen. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, he never returned. No, he never returned. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, thank you so much for that story. And then also you bringing up um, your favorite history time being the Romans. Uh, for me, all through high school, I was actually the exact opposite of Mark. I loved ancient uh, history, Greek, Roman history, mainly because it... it kind of was the origins for a lot of philosophy. It was the origin of mythology and legends and the hero's journey. Um, during that time, uh, the foundation of modern thinking, inspiring, uh, maybe some of our favorite video games like God of War, uh, kind of was derived from that time period. So I've only always been interested in that mix of reality, legend, mythology. And so for me, I, was, I always loved ancient Greek uh, mythology, Roman mythology, uh, and history that went along with it. Uh, for me, it, it always felt like the further I got into the present, the more like data-driven it got and kind of the more boring it got because I felt like 
like my some of my American history classes, it just got lost in the details and this law that passed and that law that passed. And I kind of felt like it lost the adventure side of it. So I think that was the part for me where I just preferred a more romanticized, story-driven version of history, um, which it, it definitely isn't always accurate and not the best way to look at things. But that was kind of like, for me, my perspective on things. Uh, do you guys have a particular time period? You know, Mark and I have kind of shared, but uh, Ronnie or Patrick, is there a certain time period that you guys uh, are drawn to and enjoy? Yeah, for, for me, definitely. It it was, I think, hands down, it was the Civil War. Um, okay. The entire conflict has always very much interested me. And honestly, like, I, I think really when I look back, like wars in general, I think are very interesting from so many different aspects um in college i I took a class a civil war a history of the civil war class um i remember i also took a the history of the vietnam war which was really interesting also um i learned way more in that class than i um had ever learned in school but uh for whatever reason i've always been drawn like to the civil war um you know documentaries and stuff like that just about the civil war it i mean obviously the revolutionary war shaped you know, our country. But um, beyond that, I don't think anything uh, shaped it more than the Civil War did. Um, It was Mm -hmm. such an incredible conflict between basically just, it was, you know, just one country divided in two. And um, just like, I wrote down a few things about it. Um, Like, I don't know if you guys have any idea, like how many people died in the Civil War, but obviously um, the most that uh, out of any war that uh, the United States has ever been in. Um, I found a lot of different numbers. Uh, nobody has an exact number because it can't be, uh, you know, it really can't just be specifically identified down to a, a number. Uh, there were so many people that were lost and uh, unaccounted for during those four years. Uh, but it ranges somewhere between 620,000 to 700,000 people um, died in that war. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously a lot of, a lot of them killed in action. Uh, the most of, most of them died, uh, from disease actually. Um, but it was, it was one of those things where I looked at the amount of deaths in any single war, um, in the United States, because, you know, today, you know, we look at, uh, you know, conflicts overseas and stuff that the United States is involved in. And, you know, every time, you see that a couple of soldiers, a couple of United States soldiers have been killed or something, you know, you're like taken back, like, man, this is horrible. Um, and you just think of the amount of people that died during the civil war is yeah. an absolute staggering number. It is um, for sure. The world war two, uh, from what I read was uh, 400,000 over 400,000 people died. Um, almost a, I don't want to say a drop in the bucket, but, yeah, still so many, so many less, and um, the the Civil War was all, uh, all uh, from the United States. So um, it was just an incredible thing about how many brothers, you know, fathers, and um, you know, were lost in that war. It was just an incredible thing, and it, and it really it shaped our country, you know, uh, to more or less the country we know today. Um, mm-hmm. Like so many things came out of it. I think you know, uh, obviously slavery being a huge deal. Um, it was just, a, it was an, it was an incredible, it's incredible to read about something like that, that happened. And, um, I did actually find a interesting piece of information that I didn't remember, 
But did you know when uh, in 1860 when Lincoln won the election, he was part of a four-way race, actually. Um, he only received 39.5% of the votes. Uh, but since it was a four-way race, the next uh, leading candidate was only 29%. So it, it gives you, a, I guess it gives you kind of an idea of, you know, there was an entire country and only 39% uh, voted for him so yeah uh, obviously he was not liked in the south at all because of his political views um his views of slavery and i found out actually that a lot of these southern states um he wasn't even on the va- on the ballot at all yeah so they, mm. they refused to even put him on there uh but no it, it just um i don't think anything shaped the country quite like the civil war did mm-hmm. so it, it's if you think if you think back to it if the union which is the northern states did not decide that the secession of the Confederate states, if they didn't decide, you know, to go to war, we could just have two completely separate countries. Uh, one in which slavery could still exist, you know, um, the treatment of human beings like that just being awful. But it's it just, you know, they decided that uh, the secession like was not, um, it wasn't a legal secession. And also that they would not allow the, they looked at it more of, Obviously, it turned into a huge war, but it was almost like an uprising, yeah. You know, with, within a country, um, and they decided to suppress that, and that's what that's what caused the war, pretty much. But um, no, so many interesting things came out of that. That's that's partly why uh, it interests me so much. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Pat. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I think my favorite time is the uh, the American Revolution uh, with uh, Paul Revere and Mel Gibson, uh, Patrick Henry, yeah, exactly, Mel Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the Um, best movies I've ever seen. I love that movie, The Patriot, so much. Was that was that The Patriot? So good, yeah, so good. Um, I think I think you know just uh, the the signing of the Declaration of Independence and uh, that whole that whole I think it was like ten years uh, of them uh, seceding from the from the British and uh, and then just becoming uh, the the United States of you know, the first thirteen colonies ah it's just that whole that whole uh, part um, with the whole American like I. I know you're talking about like you love the the world history. Like I I, I like the American yeah. history um, uh, of that. Um, but if I think as it, it's it's around 1775, 1776, how it all started. But I also like uh, like the 50s, um, in the 60s, uh, where you know you have the Martin Luther King. I have a dream speech is just yeah. iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we're still going through some of that stuff that they that they were you know rallying for uh, in the yeah. 60s um uh but you know it's but without that uh i don't think we would be where we are now um so i really uh that it's the american revolution or like the 60s um 50s and 60s kind of thing so cool yeah and I, I would actually agree with like the whole civil rights movement and the odd thing about it is is we all you know like our grandparents you know were you know, live during these times and stuff. So uh, to see like the generations and how the different generations feel about, you know, civil rights and all of these things is very different. 
Um, you know, like my grandparents, they're not, they wouldn't be open to everything like we are today. You know, if, you know, what, whatever, you know, everybody, everybody is equal and, um, you know, older people may not necessarily feel that way just because they live through a different time. They grew up in a different time than we did. Um, and it's really interesting to see that, 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 I guess a transition that we've made as a general as a society, you know, um, and how far we've actually come today. Yeah. And it's it just, just seeing it through, uh, a, as a dad, seeing it through a uh, father's eyes, you know, seeing that my daughter, her two best friends are not white. And it's, it's nice to see that she has her, her two best friends are black and Chinese. Yeah. And just like, the the it's really cool um to see where we have come from to where we are now and just to to know that we are raising our kids right uh to accept all mm-hmm. and everyone's equal regardless of race religion age whatever it is um that we've come so far we still got a long ways to go because there's still some some people who don't believe in that um, which is unfortunate, but uh, we have definitely come a long way. It's cool to see it, uh, especially through Claire. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yep. And, uh, you know, bringing up Martin Luther King, like I think, you know, for in a lot of ways, a lot of the historical periods that we really connect with and and enjoy, oftentimes it, it comes through a historical figure. And, uh, you know, uh, that brings up Chad Fackler's little, little comment and question maybe maybe it's just a comment uh on facebook chad fackler had this to say he said hey guys so one of my favorite true historical figures is simon (laughs) please read the rest of it in that voice (laughs) hey guys so one of my favorite true historical figures is simon kitten i can't do it all right (laughs) (laughs) he uh simon kitten kitten no kenton he helped shape the ohio that exists today he was a real neat, wait, he was a really neat history. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what a nice history. I should have proofread this. He was a really neat historical figure. I'm going to go with that. There it is. Everything from being friends with Daniel Boone to dealing with Tecumseh. 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 Tecumseh, thank you. Gosh, I'm terrible. <laughs> Te- if you Te- did, you mean the? <laughs> uh, hold on. No, no, no he's choking. <laughs> choking on something. Choking, choking on, on Tecumseh. On his words. I got Tecumseh in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't worry. We're gonna edit all this out. Yeah, I'm sure he won't. <laughs> Chad continues. He says, if you don't know much about him, including me, but enjoy history, he is well worth looking into, especially for Ronnie and Patrick Novosel as they live in Ohio. So Chad said all that to say and ask, what are your guys' favorite historical figures in history? (laughs) That's redundant. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm still choking (laughs) on Tecumseh. Historical figure is historical. Uh, Mark, take it from here. Thanks. Uh, nope, gonna pass it Somebody on because I need to think. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you asked the question earlier. You're supposed to know this already. No, uh, I, I think um, I, I will go ahead and actually go like, and, and this kind of goes back to the whole Civil War thing. Uh, my the, the one I'm the most interested in is actually Abraham Lincoln. 
Yeah. Um, basically, the decisions he made um, as president of the United States, like the Emancipation Proclamation, um, it was such an unpopular thing with people. Uh, I guess you look back at those historical figures, and the ones that interest me the most is the ones that made those changes in an environment that, I, I don't know, maybe wasn't ready for those changes or yeah. – um, basically in the, you know, just an extremely hard time, um, yeah. in order to do that. And, and I think that's, you know, for him, the entire presidency, I mean, he was elected in 1860 and the civil war started in uh, 1861. So during his entire presidency, you know, he was at the, in you know, this horrible war, um, and what he must've went through is incredible. Yeah. And what's amazing about Abe Lincoln is, uh, is what, he had to go through to even get to that point. Like he lost so many different elections for different mm-hmm. pos- political positions that he tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed. I mean, not only what he went through, like I think his life is such a, a picture of perseverance because all the struggles he went through when he was younger, when he, you know, failed in being elected to different political positions, it prepared him for kind of facing Diver, not, not diverse facing uh i've lost the word uh facing tecumseh, tecumseh yes <laughs> facing adversity not diversity that's what i was so facing adversity yeah. like it really prepared honest abe for that and so i definitely admire him also for that tenacity mm-hmm. to like keep with it to persevere and uh unite the nation eventually kind of see us through even in his life and in his death so, yep. Mark, you got okay. one? You got a historical figure I've for got, us? I've got a couple now. Ooh, a couple. Have Look a couple at you. Mind. Overachiever. Yes. Um, so, first off, somebody who I think was like really kind of kind of a tough leader during World War II, Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. Um, seemed like a very just strong leader leading through a very dark time in world history um and obviously british history as well um but you know that whole that whole generation like you know they're you know referred to as like the greatest generation the people that lived through world war ii Mm -hmm. um seeing such a horrible time like you know the reality of the holocaust and and things like that um just leaders having to to guide people through those times are just incredible to to hear about um another important historical figure which he's kind of more recent but within like the past like 80 90 100 years is billy graham Mm. um he was an incredible obviously spiritual leader um many many people came to christ through the crusades that he would lead. Yeah. Um, and he was a spiritual advisor to several U.S. presidents um, and was just very much used by God and very much an important part of American history. Um, so definitely some somebody that I looked up to and just somebody very obviously driven by his faith in God and very faithful um, to what he was felt like he was called to do. So, yeah. Yeah. that and, and you talking about God got me to thinking like 
I mean, the 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 number one most historical figure for me is Jesus. Mm. Well, yes. I mean, Amen. You, <laughs> I mean, uh, whether you uh, believe in, in him or not, um, uh, he he did live. Uh, he is real. Um, and a lot of my life, especially yours, Lucas, revolves oh, yeah. around that. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that uh, that I've grown closer toward as i've gotten uh-huh. older um so but yeah that's that's the, that's that's what who i think man you just gave the perfect sunday school answer and what's funny is <laughs> i don't even that doesn't even cross my mind to see him as a historical figure because you know just laying it out straight like for me he's he's still alive and well you know just not on this earth in the in the in the mm-hmm. traditional format um and uh, yeah, that's a that's a great answer. He definitely the the thoughts and the things that he said and were recorded about his life and what he did, like they have so many so much impact on our day and age two thousand years later. Um, someone who I thought was also a I guess a visionary that was ahead of his time, uh, a little less biblical, but very much like uh, a more modern thinker. Many years ago, was Leonardo da Vinci. Like I thought he was a really, I always thought he was a really cool, you know, uh, historical figure. Um, he like he he drew all kinds of great. He's a great artist, and like he drew a helicopter before anybody could even consider, like someone flying in the sky or uh, just major. Oh, go ahead. What's that? No, go ahead. I was just gonna say major props to Leonardo da Vinci because if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have Batman. Just saying. Cause, really? what, yeah, because one of his one of his inventions, one of his little devices, was, was very. It was shaped like bat wings, and it was an inspiration for for Bob Kane. There you go to create Batman. Nice, oh, yeah. nice connection so, there. Shout out to Leonardo da Vinci. Thank you for Leonardo sure. Thanks. For yeah, his greatest accomplishment: <laughs> inspiring Batman. Put that in the encyclopedia. Uh, the other historical figure that I thought about that I'm really surprised Ronnie didn't bring up was The Rock. I mean, I come thought on. about it. I'm not going to lie. Come on. A great <laughs> historical figure. I definitely thought about it. That eyebrow? Mm. You smell it? People's champion. That's right. Now, taking things a little differently, Nate Enberg at Nate Enberg on Twitter had this to say. Hey, guys. I started listening at episode hey. one in January and just caught up to present within the last couple weeks. Nate, that is awesome. Congratulations. That is awesome. You're the first person that I know of that has gone back and caught themselves up to the present. You get a gold star. 57 gold stars and cookies for sure. Once I can get them in podcast format. Uh, But he said after that, he said, thanks for doing a great show. No, thank you, Nate, for listening and joining us. Being a joiner, you're, you're a good joiner. I'm going to stop there. Okay. My question for you is, what is your favorite historical animal? He said his is Balaam's donkey. And if anybody doesn't know who Balaam's donkey is, uh, back in the Old Testament, back in the Old Testament days, there was a guy named Balaam who was a prophet. He wasn't actually a a typical prophet, but he was a man that could kind of prophesy and, and speak on behalf of God sometimes. And at one point, he was not 
he made a bad decision and he was going to he was kind of going against God's will and so God used an angel to speak through uh, a donkey and that was Balaam's donkey and he spoke to uh, pretty much Balaam to say hey man God is gonna smite you if you don't get your act around uh, get your act together so uh, yeah. So Nate said Balaam's donkey along the same line of that kind of animal. I would say Mr. Ed, an important, uh, historical figure and historical animal. Hey, Wilbur. I like me. <laughs> you some, know, they basically gave Ed. him, uh, they basically gave him peanut butter to make his mouth. <laughs> yes. I remember reading or hearing about that. <laughs> so guys, any historical animals that you want to shout out to? The straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> what? Huh? So you're saying the camel that had its back broken is the historical yes. figure? Yes. Okay. That's it. I hear people talk about the straw that it's broke good the one. camel's back. Yeah. I mean, that that camel. That camel. Know. It's uh, something. I'm going to go with uh, Punxsutawney Phil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he is an old groundhog at this point. Ronnie, you got a historical animal? What about you, Ronnie? Uh... I gotta be honest, I wasn't paying attention at all. Fair enough. Then that's a no. <laughs> He's over there chomping the historical I just animal. A few laughs to make it seem like I was paying attention, but I'm not really. We appreciate the pity laughs. Uh, I think, moving on. I think a more recent. Hold on, I think a more recent historical animal should be shouted out for sure. Harambe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you don't know who Harambe is, nope. He's a gorilla. Oh, Lucas, you don't know who Harambe so. is? How dare Drawing you? A blank. So, Sorry. Oh my goodness. So there was a a, uh, a gorilla at the Cincinnati uh-huh. Zoo, and a uh, kid had fallen oh. down uh, into the pit. I think I heard about this. And I guess the gorilla was getting a little aggressive, obviously, um, with a foreign person. Yeah. Uh, well, just, just <laughs> foreign a foreign person. object just in there. Jeez. <laughs> And, no, and then not they, another they, they, foreigner. <laughs> build a gorilla hair. Anyways, <laughs> and then they put it down. They put the gorilla oh, no. down because it got aggressive. I did with not the human. hear that story. That's sad. That's terrible. I had heard a story about a gorilla, like a female gorilla, that actually saved a kid in another zoo. But hmm. wow, that's really sad. They did that. Well, you know what? We don't need a downer. So to bring us up, Ash nope. Ingram had this to say. With growing up in Scotland since when I was a kid, I would have to say my favorite history period is the medieval times. There's so much history in this country, especially Edinburgh, 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 gosh, and London. <laughs> Edinburgh and London. I love visiting castles, dungeons. I, I bet those people back in the Middle Ages love visiting those dungeons. And other historical landmarks here. It's very interesting what went on here. I'm sure the movie Braveheart piqued an interest in others for the history of England and Scotland. However, I must say it's not a very factual movie. LOL. Oh, yes. Good old medieval times. I was actually testing my daughter tonight. She has a test on Wednesday about medieval times. And, uh, yeah, those were some rough times. Uh, so that leads so, us into what are the best and worst movie adaptations? We've already alluded to The Patriot. Definitely top three historically inaccurate but historical movie nonetheless uh, with Mel Gibson, <laughs> Aim Small, Miss Small. I mean, that's like that's Heath a little philosophy also. for life. Yeah, Heath Ledger. 
Uh, I mean, that scene where Mel Gibson like goes off on the guys when they've massacred uh, the town or whatever, like just that whole movie is amazing. That movie like fantastic. made me cry in the middle of the movie theater. So good. So what movies you guys got historical, uh, whether accurate or inaccurate, what historical movies do you guys like? Young Guns. The best. Young Ooh. Guns. Oh, yeah, guns. with Billy, uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Love Kiefer that. Sutherland also. In that one. Yep. Young, yep. young nice. Kiefer That's Sutherland. That's a good one. Well, young mm-hmm. everybody, I guess. Yep. It's a good one. Uh, Bra- Braveheart. Yes. Braveheart mm-hmm. is number yeah. one. Even though it's not historically accurate, it's still Man, a great movie. I, I wanted my freedom after watching that. Me too. It's good stuff. So two that stand out, um, obviously being a resident of Lynchburg, um, a more recent movie that's come out is is a movie called Hacksaw Ridge. Mm. Um, Andrew Andrew Garfield. I've heard that's good. I haven't watched uh, it yet. Was in it. Um, it was about Desmond Doss, yep. who was a who's a medic in World War II. He refused to shoot a gun in World War II, and so that's why he became a medic and was and. There was a particular battle he was involved in where he saved countless lives. Um, and uh, so Desmond Doss was actually a native of Lynchburg. Um, there's actually a highway not too far from here um, that is named after Desmond Doss. Um, so, but that, that movie itself, like Andrew Garfield did a great job. Um, I, I thought it was just a fantastic movie. And this next one that I'm going to mention... And I can already feel the judgment. Titanic. <laughs> and and not for the love story crap. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Love overrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never let go, I'll Jack. Never let go, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let go, liar. She was a liar. <laughs> Sit on the throne of lies. Yes. There was plenty of room on that door. She smelled like beef and cheese. <laughs> But um, just just what they did with that movie, just how groundbreaking the special effects yeah. and stuff were, and and just the incredible story of like how just how many lives were lost yeah. as a result of that of the Titanic going down. Um, they actually just went down there, back down to the to the wreckage of the Titanic recently after not going there for several years, um, and and the the wreckage is is. Obviously, it's it's deteriorating constantly anyway, but um, they're they're finding that it's it's getting a lot worse. Yeah, and but it's practically gone, right? Before, yeah, there are pieces that are gone, completely yeah. gone. Um, so it's it's becoming more and more lost to time. Um, but uh, that was just an incredible movie in itself. It was. Uh, so yeah. Um, that and I remember it being two video cassettes. Oh yeah, when we got it <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, you know you're right. the The romantic part was definitely distraction, but like the actual getting into the experience and really feeling the tragedy, I thought it was definitely well done and a good flick. Um, uh, for me, the some of the ones that I thought about were Schindler's List. Um, oh yes, that really puts you like into the the non-war side of of World War II. Um, you know, 
Uh, I mean, the greatest generation, as they were called, for sure, the people that fought in the war, but the people who fought without guns, like that's a story that's really worth, you know, seeing if you haven't seen Schindler's List and a lot of those other movies that kind of hit both the fronts and the non-war fronts. Like I really love Schindler's List and this the artistic side of it and like the girl with the, the red coat and then that showing up later and just really the really just showing the worst side of World War II with the Holocaust. Um, and then with more modern times, though I know it's not historically accurate or too accurate, but in talking more about you guys, you know, you guys mentioned civil rights. Um, remember the Titans? I consider that definitely a historical yeah. movie in the, in the sense that you get an idea of how mm-hmm. people felt about different races and blacks and whites. And, yeah, um, that's a good one. It, it's a... It's a classic. And then another one that <laughs> takes so much, I, I feel like it takes so much historical information and smashes it into an epic film, Forrest Gump. Yes. Yeah, the historical <laughs> films of historical. I mean, I learned about Vietnam War through Forrest Gump. <laughs> like, I remember not really paying attention in high school about Vietnam War, but when I watched Forrest Gump and uh, experienced it with Lieutenant mm. Dan, uh, it he got magic legs. <laughs> ice cream, Dan. Ice cream. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Forrest Gump's a good one. Um, Tim Pollan said, "I've been fascinated with the wars we've been involved in, especially Vietnam and World War II. There's documentaries on Netflix that are very interesting and well done. One day I will definitely visit Pearl Harbor." Another historical moment is when Moses came down from the mountain with 15 commandments. Oops. Ten Commandments, and nice. he references another historical movie, <laughs> yeah, History of the World, of the part, world one. part One. And uh, I'll be honest, I have not. I remember hearing about this movie, but I never watched it. I remember seeing that scene uh, where Moses walks down the mountain with fifteen commandments and drops one tablet, and is like, "Oh well," <laughs> goes with Ten Commandments. And uh, <laughs> man, I watched that trailer. He posted the trailer on Discord, and there's so much <laughs> involved. Those Mel Brooks movies are. Uh, they're just like they're they're the origin of good uh, parody movies and uh, a lot of the movies that we we like from the past. But it's, it's good Did stuff. Did you know that Moses is the first person to download data from the cloud on a tablet? That is <laughs> uh, historically <laughs> accurate. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Love it. Yeah. Before we before we go on from like movies and, and TV and stuff like that. So I wanted to bring this up real quick. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll go through it pretty briefly. But um, so I've been wanting to talk some way in some way, shape or form about Doctor Who. And I figured this might be the best time to do it. Because... <laughs> You'd be happy to know. I actually had it written down next. Did you? Yes. Okay. I did. Well, let me let me help you out. You with just that. you just bring so, that little transition, spin doctor. <laughs> so Doctor Who has actually had lots of historical figures on the on the show. Um, they've basically created sci-fi stories involving them, um, but they've they have had a lot of historical figures on there. Um, Patrick, I know you you watched one recently, one from the most recent season that had um, that had Rosa, Rosa Parks, Parks on it. Uh, oh, it was, was really an good! Incredible episode. 
Um, yeah. They did a great job with that. But some others that I kind of wanted to mention, and a lot of them are, are from British history, obviously, with Doctor Who being a British television show. But um, uh, some notable figures, uh, Charles Dickens, uh, Agatha Christie, who is also an author, um, <laughs> William Shakespeare. Sadly, Adolf Hitler has been on there. Um, literally the name of that the episode real? that he that he was on was called let's kill hitler um, sounds good <laughs> um winston churchill has been on several episodes um vincent van gogh phenomenal episode if there is one episode that i think you could really get on board with it's it's the episode where they have vincent van gogh. was it him trying to prevent him um, from cutting his ear off no <laughs> sadly no i might have done him a favor Preventing different things, but gotcha. Um, they had Queen Elizabeth the first. They've had her on there a couple of times. Um, Richard Nixon has been on there. Blackbeard has been on there. Uh, Wyatt Earp was on there. It's a terrible cowboy name. Um, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, reference to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Marco Polo was on there. Marco Polo. Marco. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they've they've always tried from the beginning to kind of sort of bring an educational factor into it. Obviously, it's still a science fiction television show, um, so there's a lot of fantastical elements. Uh, but they like to weave a lot of historical elements into the, into the show. So that's one of the many reasons why I absolutely love that show. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. And to transition, well, so my original transition path that you took us to a little early, but that's okay. It's still good to mention. Uh, Corey Fouch said, I'm with Tim Pollan, World War II and all the events surround that. From how Hitler rose to power through the end of the war, I took nearly every history class I could in college. The one I took, albeit by mistake, as I was a freshman and it was a junior level <laughs> class, was, uh, was a class called Nazi Germany. The professor specialized in the rise of Hitler and everything that surrounded his ruling of Germany. It's really eye-opening when you take a really... Well, hold on. When you take a really take a deep look into his rule and his hatred for those not of the quote-unquote master race. I read several books that each focused on a specific death camp during the Holocaust. Shows truly how awful humans can be to one another. And uh, just real quick on a serious note, that is so true. And so I can't believe, like, reading all those books, you had, I don't know, Corey, you had to, like, uh, sing some like really fun songs or watch some, uh, some listen to some happy music. I don't know. Cause that's, I went to, uh, years ago, I went to Auschwitz and got to walk through and see, you know, one of the most infamous, uh, death camps and just see all the things that they had collected, the places where people lost their lives, the gas chambers, the, 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 the I don't know what you call them the the burning ovens and all these different things that it was so awful and so harrowing that you know when you think back in mixing this with Doctor Who and like Quantum Leap uh, there's there's a reason we've made these entertainment mediums like there's a reason we've made these shows where we have people going back in time and changing histories because there's some bad things that happened and so. Mm-hmm there's a part of us that just wishes we could go back and change things. And so in the spirit of Dr. Who quantum leap, uh, what kind of time period would you want to either go back to and change or just go back to and 
kind of witness or view in action. As I know, Corey would like to go back and, and definitely change some of the events of World War II. What, uh, what would you guys be interested in visiting? What time periods? Um, I would definitely not want to change, because obviously God had his plan. But I would like to go back and watch biblical history. Yeah. Like during the time of Jesus. For sure. And the, and the start of the church, um, you know you know, Peter and, and all the rest of the disciples going on, um, you know, Paul and his missionary journeys, all that kind of stuff. Um, and just, just see that, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of changing, one of the big ones obviously is, is nine 11. Yeah. Um, Mm. I would, I would love to be able to save all those people that were lost on that day. Um, that's, you know, that's the Pearl Harbor essentially of our, of our time. Um, that's something that we'll always remember. We can't forget it's burned into our minds. Um, and so that would be something, you know, I wish I could give them some sort of warning or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I think I will, uh, I will stay away from the changing of the, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> changing of history just because I think it's a it's really hard to uh there are so many terrible things that have happened in history it's hard to pick one I think mm-hmm. yeah um obviously like like you said mark 911 is you know that's the one a lot of us have lived through um but I think just going back and being able to live an experience like a time um I would I always thought it would be really cool to go back into uh man like the like the 40s and 50s um oh yeah just the i i always think back to like the music uh like the style and the cars um it would just be cool uh, i would think just to you know walk around and experience that whole just the whole world at that time i think Mm -hmm. would be really awesome and and it actually (laughs) it takes me back to that uh what is it 11 23 uh or 11, 11, 22, 63. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that movie, like, it's kind of cool because he kind of gets to go back, like just something like that. That would be really cool to go back and experience just an older time in our own history. It's one of the reasons why I love back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would like to go back to 1975, 1976 and watch the Cincinnati Reds crush everybody yeah, be cool. in the rest of major league baseball um i would love to go back into into time to see um some of the more sports historical mm. figures uh and relive uh and just like witness you know babe ruth uh hitting all those home runs or hank aaron or um uh, it's just it's just i'm a i'm a when when we talk about history like i have a lot of like sports history like a lot, a lot of a lot of things that go on go on today is like oh this this is the record breaker this they've they've never done this before this is the first time it's been done since 1909 it's like there's all those stats about things happening a hundred years ago that that people are finally beating or this person's finally in the top ten list of whatever stat it is um, I would like to go back in in time and and just watch you know people break records or or Joe DiMaggio hitting uh, 56 straight games uh, of, of getting a hit, uh, you know, things like that. I just love to go back and just watch like that stuff happen because that's 
that's a lot of I'm a I'm a big sports guy, so going back and seeing all that would be pretty pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, this kind of question I've I've definitely like of course, you know, kind of through Corey's kind of talking about the 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 terrible things that have happened back in history and just thinking about, you know, Doctor Who and Quantum Leap, like we've mentioned before and how they changed stuff in the past and even like something more modern, not more modern, but more personal, like Back to the Future. Like we know <laughs> you can change stuff, but uh, there's so many like chain reactions and butterfly effects. So even though the question was, you know, asked, I also would kind of stay away from changing something. I probably would want to go back to, I don't know, uh, something. I don't, I'd like to go back to like World War II or even the Civil War and maybe just prevent more death, like pre- prevent more deaths from happening, like make it just the death count lower somehow. I don't know what that would look like, but it would, that that's the first things that came to mind for, for changing the past. As for observing, like there's two things that, that I've always thought about. And one is, uh, seeing like the creation of the world, like going really far back to the beginning and like just seeing how it all played out and just, you know, viewing the first man and uh, whatever they looked like and, and Adam and Eve or, or whoever they were, um, you know, what that looked like. That would be so cool to see. Um, you know, my favorite church, my favorite history class was church history. And so, of course, like Mark said, like getting to see Jesus's life in action. Uh, and one thing I've thought about, of course, is in, in observing, like, what if I happen to stumble, accidentally stumble on Jesus? And like, would he like look at me and be like, Lucas, you're not supposed to be here. Like what what would like, what would happen if I encountered Jesus or like, would he, I just feel like he would kind of know what's going on or, or he would at least know something was up and just be like, um, yeah, this isn't right. And he would just like tap me on the forehead and all of a sudden I'd be in modern times and I'd be like, Jesus, why did you do that? (laughs) And, uh, he's like, I didn't want you messing with the timeline, but it would be really cool to, to definitely see that. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all we have uh, going on. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Any last historical things you wanted to share? I did have a, a, a couple more things. I wanted to just see if you guys knew uh, why some historical things were the way that they were. One was, do you guys actually know why they called the years 500 to 1000 AD the Dark Ages? No. Tell us. Because there were many knights. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys also know why George Washington had trouble sleeping? Why? He couldn't lie. Hey! And then finally, (laughs) do you know how the Roman Empire was cut in half? How? With a pair of Caesars. Hey. <laughs> Were they little Caesars? Pizza, pizza. All right. That's all for this hectically humorous <laughs> hike in history. If you'd like to join in on future conversations with the GMG community, there are a number of ways to chat with us and our fantastic community. Uh, the links are on show notes somewhere or on Twitter. There is a Discord for talking about everything from video games, life, dad jokes, and more. There is also Twitter, where we are the at, no, we're not the at, we're at the GMG podcast. Or if you're old school 
and you prefer email, we have thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And then the final way you can connect with us and practice your radio voice is by calling 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message, ask a question, let your voice be heard. You know what else should be heard? A Mark's music playlist on what we will continue to call the iTunes music playlist. Sure. Or, or, or Apple, Apple music. music playlist. Or <laughs> Spotify music playlist. So, what you got for us, Mark? All right. Uh, so, as always, of course, you can find the Good Morning Guys Morning playlist on Spotify as well as Apple Music. Thank you so much, Bernabe, uh, for uh, holding things up on that end while I do the Spotify thing. And so uh, I tried to pick songs this week based on history or historical figures, things like that, when I tried to choose uh, the songs. So um, basically, the first edition is uh, U2's Pride in the Name of Love. Um, which uh, has references to uh, Jesus and uh, Martin Luther King, um, obviously very historical figures, um, and and so definitely adding that to the list. Uh, secondly, is uh, the song Istanbul, not Constantinople, from They Might Be Giants. Have you guys ever heard that song before? Um, yes, Istanbul and Constantinople. Dun, 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 dun. Is that it? Uh, yep, I'm pretty sure yes. I have. Now I yes. have. That is, <laughs> now that I is have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously at one point Istanbul was not called Istanbul. Uh, it was called Constantinople, but now it's not. <laughs> so that's where the song comes nice. from. Nice. Yep. And guess what? Third song, I don't know because my phone just died and I lost the list. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm sure it's a That'll good one. That'll be a surprise. I think yep. it should be Babylon. So, But the third song will be there. There will be a third. <laughs> there will be a third song and it will be a surprise. All right. Thank you, Mark, for that. Well, for two-thirds of a music playlist, we <laughs> look forward to finding out the third song at some point in life. All right, folks, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as we either talk about poop or words, the rock. Uh, it's going to be a surprise. Maybe we'll just talk about all three. Maybe it'll be music or controversy. It's going to be a surprise, like Mark's third song on the iTunes Apple Music playlist. Maybe it'll be about Mark's third song. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I hope so. I hope. Yeah. That would be great. All righty then, Mark, Pat, and Ronnie J, along with you, our beloved friends and podcast family. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four. So are we seriously talking about poop? I mean, that's what you said. I, I, gave, options, I, gave, I didn't right? give that option, but you made it an option, so I brought it up. I didn't make it. You, you said, said anything. poop.
Twelve twenty-three. So, uh, I'm not be here next you, week, you guys. Said, you so... said poop. I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I said it out loud. I was being transparent. <laughs> Unlike poop, I was being transparent. What's this, Mark? Ugh, You're not going to be here next week. What's that all about? He doesn't want to do it because of poop. I was, I was kidding. Yeah, just because y'all. Just you know what Sharky poop. has to say about your poop? <laughs> Everybody poops. I'm going to read the story. Everybody poop. poops. That poop come out of your mouth. <laughs> She sat and 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 sat. And nothing came out. Sad day. Boss get the dollar. I get a dime. That's why I poop on company time. 